I'm Casey Harrington, and welcome back to Exploring Careers with Casey. In this episode, I will be interviewing my dad, Stuart Harrington. Hi, everybody. He previously was a math teacher and is currently a principal. I will be asking him some questions about these careers. The first question, these first few have to do with him and his math teacher past. Number one, tell me a story about the best student that you've ever had. Well, I think for me, the I, I don't really look at students as being the best student or the worst student. I look at them as being the, the easiest to teach and maybe the hardest to teach. Um, the students that are the easiest to teach are the ones that uh, like school, they like math, they uh, have a positive attitude toward teachers, and they uh, are genuinely uh, wanting to be successful in school uh, by doing the things that the teachers ask. Uh, the students that are hardest to teach are those kids that, uh, for various reasons, um, don't trust the adults in the school. They may have been uh, hurt or embarrassed at some time by teachers, and so there's sort of a, a genuine uh, distrust. And so before you can start to teach those kids any kind of content, whether it's math or science or uh, any other subject, you kind of have to build a trust and relationship with them. And so um, hardest to teach, easiest to teach, as opposed to best and worst students. Because sometimes what would be considered as the worst student uh, can end up being the best success story. Uh, and they're not, they're not the worst student, they're just the most difficult to teach sometimes. Yeah, that makes sense. What was your favorite topic to teach? Well, when I was a math teacher, I taught everything from pre-algebra, algebra one, geometry, and calculus. I even taught a class called consumer math. And I think probably the most exciting class that I taught was the calculus course because it was uh, sort of a combination of everything that uh, students had learned up until their senior year. It was geometry, it was algebra one, it was algebra two, um, lots of... Uh, Pre-cal, obviously, which includes trig and that sort of thing. So that was the most challenging and exciting class to teach. Hmm. What was the most effective teaching technique that you used? Well, I always considered math to be a, a, a very much like a sport or a uh, learning to play a musical instrument. You you kind of have to demonstrate the skill. You have to show people how to do things and uh, then let them practice and get them, have them achieve the, the, a certain level of competency with the various types of skills. And then while you're teaching them how to do something, you also have to teach them how to understand what they're doing. And so getting them to explore, um, a lot of times that would involve me giving them the answer. And I would say, okay, here's the problem, here's the answer, now go prove why that's the answer. And last for these couple of questions, which was your favorite, what was your favorite memory as a math teacher? Well, I think um, when I was the, at, at the end of my, the teaching part of my career, I taught for um, 11 years. And at the, the last couple of years, I was teaching geometry, honors level geometry, which was a freshman level course, and was also teaching the AP calculus, which was the senior level course. And those those last couple of years when I was teaching the AP Calculus kids, I had also had those students as freshmen. 
and it was real fun to be able to uh, have those students in class again as seniors that I had had as freshmen and be able to see how they had grown and matured uh, as, as young adults. Now for our second set of questions, which have to do with your current job being a principal. Um, first one is, what type of schooling is needed to become a principal? Well, beyond your education degree, you have to have 12 graduate level classes in the field of educational administration. And those 12 classes uh, multiply out to 36 hours of college credit. And there are uh, courses like finance, budget, uh, educational leadership, instructional leadership, um, facilities is a part of that. Uh, there's some educational philosophy courses, educational law. Uh, there are some special programming classes like um, making sure that everyone is familiar with special education laws, uh, 504 laws, ESL students, uh, gifted and talented students, all the, the uh, unique groups within the educational setting that you might have. And so once you complete those uh, uh, 12 courses or 36 hours, you earn a second master's degree usually. And then you have to take a test in the state of Texas uh, in order to be certified as a principal. And once you pass that test and you complete the college work, then you're uh, full-fledged, ready to be an administrator. What type of, what kind of, whoa, sorry, what kind of time commitments do you need to be aware of as a principal? Well, there are a lot of extra expectations for, for campus administrators. You do have to um, have a lot of out-of-school activities that you, you serve as a, a monitor or a administrator on duty for basketball games, fine arts events, uh, all open houses, um, you know, any type of uh, special event that goes on your campus, generally there's going to be an administrator there to, uh, just to make sure that everything goes smoothly. Um, you do have work to do in the evenings. You have to, uh, there may be paperwork and reports that need to be completed and that sort of thing. And uh, one of the um, folks I heard speaking real early on in my career said, uh, when you're at school during the day, you need to take care of people. And that means you need to be with students, you need to be with teachers, you need to be with parents, taking care of the needs of the people during the day, and then you take care of paperwork at night. And uh, that's a, not something I'm able to live with 100% because you do sometimes have to take care of paperwork during the school day, but it's something I've always tried to uh, live by is that uh, whenever somebody needs assistance during the day, I can't just close my door and say, sorry, I can't help you. I got all this paperwork to do. Um, What is it like having to deal with kids that don't listen? Well, it kind of gets back to what we were talking about in in the teaching piece. It's all about relationships because there are students um, who are uh, difficult to manage in terms of the behavior. But one of the things that I've learned and I've come to believe over the years is that um, kids behave as as well as they know how to behave. And what what that means is that uh, there are many different uh, quote-unquote acceptable 
norms for behavior that kids come to school with. What's acceptable behavior in one home would not be acceptable behavior in another home. And so uh, when students are reacting to adults or reacting to each other, they may be doing something that's perfectly normal in their home and in their world, so to speak, but in the world of school or the world of the public, it's not necessarily the right thing to do. And so you have to uh, coach a different behavior and you have to uh, have a lot of patience. Um, I draw back onto my coaching career and never once did I ever expect a player of mine who I was trying to teach them a new skill for me just to explain it to them one time and they'd be able to get it perfectly from there on. We always had to keep coaching them. It's same the true when you're learning to play a, a, a piece of music. You don't explain somebody how to do it and then they're able to do it automatically. You have to practice it over and over. You have to be reminded sometimes over and over, this is how it needs to be done. This is how it needs to be done. And you just have to have a never quit attitude uh, in, in coaching kids in athletics, in, in teaching kids to play music, and also helping manage students uh, as an administrator. Hmm. And finally, uh, what would you say is the best and the worst part about being a principal? Well, the most challenging part is that when you're the principal, um, whenever you talk to a kid, you just call a kid out of class, for example, and you say, hey, can you come talk to me for a minute? Everybody thinks, oh, it's automatically a bad thing. That kid's in trouble and that sort of thing. And uh, that's not always the case. And so a lot of times when I call kids, Uh, into the hallway to visit with me or uh, down to my office to visit, the first thing I've got to do is tell them, hey, you're not in trouble. And when I do that, automatically you can see the the tension release from their face. They start breathing again and that kind of thing because there's just a natural tendency when um, an assistant principal comes into the picture for uh, a lot of kids to become nervous and uh, anxious. And so Uh, I wish that wasn't the case, and I try to uh, create a uh, character of myself that uh, students won't necessarily be anxious when I come around. Um, So that's that's probably the worst part, is that people just sort of expect me to be the bad guy, and that's uh, kind of a bummer, because I kind of think I'm I'm a pretty nice guy. Um, The best thing about being an administrator is that um, I do get to work with kids, and I get to uh, manage their behavior over time. Uh, when I was a teacher, I only got to see kids for a year, and uh, then I basically didn't get to work with them anymore. But as an administrator, you get to work with them for, you know, three years or, or four years, depending on what type of school you're working in. And uh, the other thing that's that I like about being an administrator is that you also get to work with adults. And in addition to help coach kids, I get to help uh, coach teachers and help them to Uh, get better at what they do and that's a fun part of my job as well Hmm. well I'd like to thank you for letting me interview you today and hopefully to you listeners that after listening to these questions and answers you've been able to understand what it's like to become a math teacher or a principal thank you all for also listening in on another episode of of exploring careers with Casey make sure to tune in for next episode with more with more exciting jobs and opportunities Bye. Thanks a lot for listening.